This is Jimmy Scroggins. I'm the lead pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are you tired of going to conferences, reading books, and listening to speakers who tell you how to do church when you know that you cannot do what they are recommending? You've come to the right place on our podcast. We're going to give you principles, strategies, and ideas that you can implement right now with the resources you have at your church because this is church for the rest of us. Welcome to Church for the Rest of Us. This is Jimmy Scroggins at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida, third floor of the Family Church Administration Building with our engineer, Carly Seelman, my co-host, Leslie Bennett, hey. and also <laughs> Tyler Kaur, who is one of our pastors at Family Church, and Tyler oversees all of the student ministries at all 13 campuses of Family Church. So it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families that are connected with our church through Tyler's ministry. And Tyler, welcome to Thank you. Church for the Rest of Us. Glad that you're here. And Leslie, you and your husband, George, have been longtime investors in the Family Church Student Ministry. That's a good point. Yeah. That was prior to Tyler. Is this your first time on the podcast, Tyler? It is. A longtime listener. Oh, okay. Why don't you tell our <laughs> listeners a little bit about you and your family? Sure. My name is Tyler Core. Grew up in Orlando, Florida. Went to college at Sanford University of Birmingham. Called to ministry at 16. And got a marketing degree, met my wife, Ashley, there who grew up in West Palm Beach. Mm. And we fell in love, got married, started working at a church, just fell in love with student ministry and see student ministry is just part of our calling to raise up young people and send them out to the nations to reach people for Christ. And we were just captured by what God's doing here at Family Church and the vision and strategy and mission. And we wanted to be a part of it. So we moved down about a year and a half ago now and are loving it. That's right. So our days in student ministry, George and I precede your <laughs> coming to Family Church. So it's been a few years since we've been involved, but for many years, yes, we felt the same way, investing in students mm -hmm. and just wanting to be a part of what God is doing in their lives. We worked with 11th graders a lot. That's a tough age group. Is that still a tough age group? It's still a tough age group, yeah. but I enjoy it. You're welcome to yeah. come back anytime you want and, oh, and help us out. That, that's yeah, a recruiter. We'll that's yeah. why Tyler's so good at his job. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so Leslie, you guys raised three children up in the Family Church Student Ministry. Yes, They're all, all of your adult children mm -hmm. and uh, served for a long time. And you guys went on mission trips, overseas, camps. You guys did it all. We did. Yeah, it was great. It was a great time under several youth leaders, but primarily Aaron Philippone, who's still on our team. So we did several trips with Aaron. We went to Jamaica and Panama with Aaron. So it was fun. Yeah, super mm -hmm. fun. All right. So uh, Tyler, we're in the Corona apocalypse, which means that student <laughs> ministry has changed. And student ministry is hard anyways. Sure. Because we could do another podcast on how much student ministry has changed in the last 20 years. But now we have student ministry and we're not face-to-face. -face. We're not able to gather for in-person events but we haven't given up on the role of student ministry, especially as our discipleship strategy to partner with families to help them disciple their young people. So Tyler, tell us what you're thinking when it comes to student ministry at Family Church in the middle of the coronavirus crisis. Yeah, well, it's been a strategy shift for sure. I think there's some interesting trends to look at with this age group. I mean, really the last two decades with the rise of social media, teenagers have gotten a head start on physical distancing anyways, Yeah, you got right? That right? Being more physically distant and isolated, more connected than any generation before, but also more isolated mm -hmm. than any generation before. So I do think they were kind of already preparing for something like this unknowingly, obviously, but we've kind of looked at our strategy because we've had to shift for sure in three ways. Number one, I think prayer and fasting has to be elevated significantly during this season. One thing for me, it just helped in my heart realize that I have very little control 
And so this has really been a season for me and for our team, just asking God to do what only He can do and to show up in a unique and powerful way. So praying and fasting has been a significant part of what we've been doing. Looking for opportunities to connect. Prayer and fasting and it's in this order. Prayer and fasting, connecting with students, and then also content creation. So connecting with students, I'm talking Zoom groups. So right now we've got 52 Zoom groups that within a week's notice, we're meeting and having conversations with kids and having small groups. So within a one-week turnaround, we had 52 small group leaders of all different ages and different ranges ready to go to connect with their students on their turf. Because one of the things I think is really interesting about this generation is they're tough to connect with. Millennials like myself, we kind of trust you until you give us a reason not to trust you. Generation Z is naturally skeptical of you and they don't trust you until you give them a reason to trust you. So the way you earn their trust is by getting on their turf and doing things in their realm. That's why if you can go into games and being in their schools and doing things outside of church is so important. And so I think this has actually been a benefit to a lot of our small groups because it's forced you to connect outside of the traditional church scene. So connecting is huge. And then content creation has been vital, doing a lot of different devotionals, streaming stuff online, doing a lot of silly things on YouTube Mm -hmm. and just being fun and letting them see our team have fun together because they're already online. They're on TikTok. They're on Instagram. They're on YouTube. They're on Snapchat. So let's meet them on some platforms that they're already on in a responsible way and engage them that way. I think that's so important. Yeah, Leslie, I don't know what happened because my kids think it's cool that Pastor Tyler and some of their youth pastors are on all these things. I said, oh, I think I'm going to get a TikTok. And they're like, no, no, you're too old. You're not cool. And, all right, so that's fine. I see where I'm at now. That's right. But I really appreciate you doing that. And I can vouch as a dad. So like those Zoom groups, Virginia Hansen is one of our lay people. She and her husband own a plant nursery here in West Palm. Virginia works with sixth grade girls at our downtown campus. My daughter, Mary Claire, is in Virginia's group. Mm -hmm. And Virginia, I think, Zooms like every night. It's it's unbelievable. (laughs) She's amazing. It's unbelievable the number of Zoom calls that my daughter is all of a sudden involved in. And all of my high school kids, I have three kids in high school that are doing the same exact thing. They're on Zoom with their groups. They're participating in all of this. And so I actually think in some ways it's ramped up their connection because kids don't have anything else to do. So when they have a Zoom group at seven o'clock or nine o'clock or whatever on Thursday, it's not like they're going somewhere. They're wide open and actually they're bored. And I'm not sure if you'd have told my boys that are are in high school, they're athletes, 10th grader and a 12th grader. I'm not sure if two months ago you said, hey, every Thursday night, your small group there wants to do a Zoom call. I'm pretty sure they would not have been on it. (laughs) But now they are. It's true. So, man, way to go. Strategies really are working. You guys had a pretty cool event over the weekend. We normally have all kinds of stuff going on around here. It's been curtailed by the crisis. Tell me, tell us about the the event you had over the weekend. So we had something called House Party Weekend, which is basically a digital Disciple Now weekend. And so we wanted to do something fun. Wanted to have a lot of fun, different ways to engage. Wanted to have some worship and some Bible teaching, things like that, specifically designed for students and for families to do it together. And so we kind of intentionally pinned it, bookended it with our Easter services. Mm -hmm. So starting with our Good Friday service and concluding with our Easter service on Sunday. But we had small groups meet on Friday night to kind of debrief from the Good Friday service. Uh, Then we had something called Friday Night Live, which was just (laughs) funny segments. Think Jimmy Fallon, but like really not as good, but kind of quirky and (laughs) funny. Uh, The youth pastor version, you know, things like that. And uh, just had a lot of fun doing that. I do have to say the fact that Katie Champion was in the boomer category, I kind (laughs) of had to question that. And even Mark Warnock, I'm like, these are not boomers. I texted Katie. I said, I know you're not a boomer, but for all of our kids, if you're 
over 30, That's it, right, it doesn't matter anyways. <laughs> so yeah, so we had fun doing that. Saturday at 11 a.m., we tried to facilitate kind of a devotional time of prayer. It was a 15-minute segment. A lot of fun. We did it at 11 because we thought a lot of kids wouldn't be waking up until 11. Kind of discovered a lot of kids aren't waking up till around 1. <laughs> so oh, wow. so we're, we're learning as we go. But that was still a great experience for them. And then we had a lot of different options scheduled, kind of a a la carte style of things that you could participate in throughout the whole afternoon, which is a lot of fun. So we had a Fortnite tournament, which was a blast. And we had way more engagement than that than we anticipated. I was getting texts from our student pastors like, like, fill it up? uh, Way more. We had way over 100 people participating in this thing. I was expecting maybe 20 to go in. And then you're getting texts from middle schoolers, from high schoolers, from just a lot of different people. Hey, get me into this next game. So they had a lot of fun doing that. We had a talent show. So you had to submit a one minute talent. Your daughter submitted her plan, Baby Shark on the piano. That was hilarious. (laughs) A lot of different talented kids showed up that wouldn't actually, kids that would not get up on a stage at Mm -hmm. a camp if you did this same thing. They wouldn't do it in front of people. They're very happy to submit them doing card tricks or doing something. They're skilled soccer players doing some skilled soccer challenges that Kettle way. Drums. So yes, yes. Steel drums. Steel, <laughs> steel drum <laughs> stuff. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to watch. So they submitted that through email. And then we put a compilation video on YouTube and declared a winner. Had a lot of fun with that. You were gracious to do an Ask Me Anything segment specifically for our students. So we did an Instagram live with you for <laughs> about 40 minutes and they got to submit questions and it was just off the wall questions, but really some really deep ones and, yeah, and good ones. ones. Mm-hmm. So I love that you just did these bite-sized responses that were phenomenal with that. And then we did a Kahoot, like a random trivia Kahoot and had, again, over 100 people jump in and play and just got a lot of great feedback from that. Families that were just laughing together, playing together and had a really good time. And then it all concluded with the worship service that night and Zoom groups one more time to conclude the weekend. Had a lot of different connection points and a lot of different on-ramps for people to connect. And we did one thing that I think was kind of unique that we're learning from. We had something called a VIP. So what does it mean to be a VIP for the house party? Sure. A VIP stood for very important partier. If you signed up, it was a free event, but you could pay $15 and we would deliver a pizza and a limited edition church out there t-shirt to your door for worship on Saturday night. And we capped it at 50 just because we didn't honestly want to be driving from Boca to Port St. Lucie delivering all these things Saturday. And before the event even started, we were full. How did you deliver 50 pizzas? Tammy Richardson's one of our team members did an incredible job organizing it all. We had volunteers show up. I know uh, one of my college boys, Jeremiah. That's right. He was there. They met down here. Socially distant, of course, we spread it out and delivered it all within two hours. Everything was at people's doorstep and had a great experience. That was the only part of the weekend that actually the event came to you and came to your house. So I think that was a really special part of the weekend that if we go back and do it again, we would increase our capacity for that. That was really great. So as a dad, I can just tell you, I have middle school kids and high school kids. They loved every second of it, but I also have one elementary kid. He loved every second. So <laughs> Chris and I watched like our whole college boy, everybody watched the whole thing. We didn't miss a second of it and we loved every minute of it. And I noticed that I wasn't the only parent because I looked on Facebook and on the chat and everything. And it's parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were so excited about everything that was happening. It was so well done. So way to go, Tyler. And Leslie, you've kind of watched all this from afar. You've helped us promote all these kinds of things with our 
social media and our web. What kind of things did you observe as you watched them put this together and try to hook people in? This team does a great job, I think, working with social media and doing your own promotion. You run your own Go FC Students Instagram account. So I don't think that we get too involved in that. You run your own TikTok. I don't even have TikTok, so I don't know what you're doing on TikTok, although I've seen a few things posted in different places. But I think you all do a fantastic job. I'm curious about how you came up with this idea of House Party Weekend and really went into like the ideation of it and the things that you decided to do or maybe not do, just the process behind all of that for your team. It comes down to the strategy we were talking about earlier about connection. Mm -hmm. We need to have some type of connection. And the reason I love Family Church and what we're trying to do, we're built a network of neighborhood churches where you are known and you are cared for. And so the fact that we're having to be physically distant from people, it makes it challenging. So you got to find creative ways to connect with them. And for students, you connect through shared experiences and you have different things. That's why camps are so fun and trips are so fun because you see people do silly things. You have this incredible worship experience. You have these special moments. In sports, it's the same way. You go through conditioning together. You go through ups and downs. You work out, you sweat, you cry. And so all of that bonds you together more closely. And so our team was just talking about what can we do to foster more shared experiences with our students. And so this was kind of the thing that was produced as a result of that conversation. Let's do something like that where we can have some different components. That's going to be a shared experience for them that they can have forever. I just want our kids to remember and to know that it was during this time in their life, because this is the type of stuff that defines generations. This is going to impact this time period in history. It's going to impact this generation Mm -hmm. forever. And so I want them to look back and remember our student ministry and our church was accelerating at full speed, trying to reach us where we were at, helping us not just disciple believers, but also we didn't stop pressing the gas on evangelism and reaching lost people for Christ. And so we still have a great opportunity to do that through online platforms and other ways. And so those were some of the conversations that helped produce this. And so we learned a lot from it. And I think we've got some new versions that we're going to roll out in the future that I think can help continue to push the ball forward. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. So what's next as far as student ministry goes? Sure. We're going to keep leaning into connection. We're going to keep leaning into Zoom groups. We're going to keep leaning into personal phone calls to families, to moms and dads. One phone call, I tell our team every week, one phone call is equivalent to like 25 emails and 25 text messages. One phone call makes all the difference in the world. And so we want to call, and we actually did that prior to this event. Mm -hmm. Every one of our campuses called every student family just to check on them. How you doing? Can I pray for you in any way? But then also to invite them to participate in the event. And so we want to keep connecting with people. We want to keep having Zoom groups. And we're also going to start looking at maybe doing some condensed versions of House Party Weekend Mm -hmm. that's maybe more of a bite-sized two and a half hours or two hours, even an hour experience on a Tuesday night, as opposed to asking for a whole weekend from somebody who kind of tested the limits there. So we're learning about how to do it and we're going to keep learning as we go. What are some do's and don'ts when you think about student ministry, when you think about these kind of events, connections, what what are some do's and don'ts that you might share with our listeners? Well, the biggest thing, I talk to a lot of student pastors right when this whole thing happened. The biggest thing that I would say don't do is don't be experiencing paralysis by analysis. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have just completely suspended student ministry for lots of different reasons. One of the things that I keep hearing is we're not really doing much because a lot of other churches in our areas are doing a lot of things. And so we don't want to overwhelm our people. We don't want to overwhelm our kids. 
my response to that is, you know, honestly, our kids aren't following other churches. We're their church. We are their shepherds, and it's our responsibility to shepherd them well. And so don't be intimidated by other churches who are larger than you or have more resources than you or might be putting out, in your opinion, what might be better things than you. That's not your responsibility. Just do the best you can with what you have and shepherd the people that God's placed in front of you. I think that's really important. And then don't just stream online services. <laughs> like We don't need more online church services. We need more connection. We need more relationships. We need more soul care. So those would be the things I'd really encourage them not to do there, during this time. Whatever it is, there is no perfect strategy during this season because we've never been through a season like this right. before. And so pick a strategy, choose a direction and just go forward. You'll be like us and stumble along the way, but God's <laughs> going to be glorified through it. Hey, Tyler, if there's something that you would say, because a lot of people listening are thinking, wow, if I had a professional full-time youth pastor like Tyler Core, then my church could do some of this stuff. Or they might be thinking, I bet Tyler has a lot of resources that we don't have. Let's think about the pastor or the volunteer or the youth pastor at the smaller, medium-sized church. What are some things that you are learning that literally any church of any size could do? That's a great question, because I think something like this could be an intimidating task for people. But the Zoom call isn't. Zoom call is absolutely not. No. It's free. That's right. I think you got to look at the people that you have around you. And again, start where you are, use what you have and do what you can. So look at the small group leaders that you have and how can you empower other people around you. So even for something like this, honestly, a lot of volunteers were involved in making it happen. Our student staff basically did the editing for all the videos that we produced and things like that. And I so, love that. I love that you mm -hmm. utilize so many different people with so many different skill sets to be your content creators in essence, really. I mean, so many creative people in every single church. I mean, God has given every church a different abundance of gifts and talents and people. And so I think this is going to call a lot of people off the sidelines and into the game in a creative way. And so I would just be praying that God would bring those people to the surface. And I think everybody can go out and recruit people who can film videos, who can record audio, who can be creative, who can be funny, who can, and if nothing else, if you don't have adult volunteers or college leaders, get students involved. I think That's even if you do, point. you need to get students involved. The more you can get students involved, they support what they help create. Yeah. There's always, you're laughing with people and then there's the, you're laughing at them. So <laughs> That's true. That's true. Hey, both are good. There's a little bit of that. Both are good. Yeah. I think that last point is really important. So somebody's listening, maybe you have a youth group of 10 or a youth group of eight or a youth group of 20. Why don't you get some of your students together and you with your students put on your version of a house party weekend, maybe for their friends or whatever. There's all kinds of ways you can do it. Again, you've got to scale what you're doing to the resources that you have and the situation that you're in. My favorite point that you made was don't be paralyzed. Do something. Mm -hmm. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Try something. If it doesn't work, then try something else. And a lot of the kind of things that you're using that we're learning to use really quickly are social media platforms that are free to the user. So you can use YouTube for nothing. You can use Zoom for 40 minutes at least for mm -hmm. nothing. You can use Instagram for nothing, Twitter for nothing, Facebook. There's all these tools and anyone who has a smartphone can utilize these tools and they're pretty sophisticated. I mean, the things you can do now are things that nobody, no government in the world could have done 20 years ago. And now you can do it virtually anywhere there's an internet connection. So Tyler, thank you so much for the way that you lead yes, our student you. ministry, the way that you're one of the pastors of our church. You're one of my pastors. You're one of my family's pastors. And I just think you and I are such a great example for teenagers and for all of us. 
And so I'm grateful for the way that you lead our church to keep student ministry on the front burner because there's nothing more important at Family Church than what's happening with our students. Church, for the rest of us listeners, thanks for joining us for this episode. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Tyler, Leslie, Carly. This has been Church for the Rest of Us Student Ministry and the Coronapocalypse. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins or check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog. We want your feedback on today's podcast. Plus, we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you too. Hey, until next time, this is Jimmy Scroggins and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.